1: Pollock trying to steer around, picked off, center, they score! Brother back over to Manny, splits to the defense, His shot, he scores! on end there with Shillington by collision, VL center and feed, they score!
0: This is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Here are your
1: hosts, Nick Nolenberger and Joey Goldstein. Hello and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the NHL San Jose Sharks. Nick Nolenberger here alongside marketing manager Joey Goldstein. The Barracuda returned back home from a pair of games in Colorado and now await the arrival of the Stockton Heat on Wednesday night. Did pick up a point in Colorado, but the losing streak has continued. Uh, they lost five One on uh, on Friday, and then uh, dropped uh, an overtime decision on Saturday by a final score of four to three. I thought they played pretty well on Saturday, well enough probably to win, but you have have a two goal cushion two different points in that hockey game and eventually uh, you get just the one point so a bit of a disappointing finish uh, over the weekend but now you get to come home and you've got a very good Stockton team uh, coming to your building a team you have yet to uh, be able to solve so far this year the Barracuda have yet to pick up a win against their Northern California rival.
2: Yeah I mean you don't want to you really don't want to dwell too much on this past weekend and you know two, two more losses and it just seems like those mistakes that Continue to haunt the the Barracuda, kind of shoot yourself in the foot a little bit, put yourself uh, at a disadvantage on you know taking taking penalties at inopportune times. But it's you know, it's kind of been the story of the season for the most part. But I mean, I know you said that you think that they played well enough to win on Saturday. I think
0: you
2: know I, I, I'm i probably on the opposite side of that camp. I think if you're gonna two two goal cushions, then you blow both of them, and you know a lot of three power play goals. That's I mean to me, that's not really putting yourself in the best position to win. But you know hopefully you get come back hit the reset button and like you said Stockton's coming in here who's been really at the, at the top of the the Pacific and really towards the top of the West most of the year I think the thing that works in the Barracuda's favor is they got a, had a bunch of recalls um, recently up with Calgary you know, buddy robinson's not going to be there he's one of their top scorers um, they had another uh, another defenseman called up as well so uh, another two defensemen actually called up so um, hopefully that 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 helps the Barracuda a little bit, but for me, I think the biggest thing going into Stockton is we've had issues uh, solving their goaltending. Goaltending has been red hot for those guys, and uh, I think what's it, is it Zag Zagadulin? Is that how you say it? Yep. Yep. He's been. I mean, he's been lights out. He's been really the key to their success, I think, most of the year.
1: Yeah, John Gillies has been really good, too. You know, during the head-to-head matchup, it was almost a given that the Barracuda would win 90% of the games. Uh, you know, if you look back at the past when they played the Stockton group, it has completely flipped on its head this year. Um, you did mention uh, with Calgary, we just saw them last night yeah. uh, here at the SAP Center. Um, I don't believe Buddy Robinson played. He was recalled late, yeah, he in the game, late in the afternoon, rather. Um, but that is a big loss for, for that group. I think he's got 15 or 16 goals um, near the top uh, in that category. He's a pest. He's an agitator. Yes, he is a big body. He kills penalties. Um, just going quickly quickly back up, Colorado, you mentioned um, you know, the same things that kind of are hampering this group. Special teams played a big role again on Friday and Saturday. On Saturday, you give up a shorthanded goal. You give up a power play goal. Three power play goals against on Saturday. Um, you know, if you take away the penalty troubles because you take eight minors uh, the game's completely different mm-hmm. um they played with a sense of of um an urgency there was a physical presence uh, in both games you saw a couple different fights break out in game number one um on friday the 20 minutes to start the game were great on Friday. It's what happened following the first 20 minutes. It was the, was the issue. You allow four unanswered goals and a 5-1 loss. Then on Saturday, uh, you have a 2 nothing lead. Uh, you give up a goal in the second period. Then you recapture that two-goal lead um, on a goal by Auntie Sumelo. I thought put together one of his better games this year. And it's just the second time we've seen him after being up with the big club for a couple months, but played really, really well. And then you got that two-goal lead with momentum in the second period, but in Colorado in that small, intimate building, You know, you let up a goal, all of a sudden they have momentum. That's exactly what happened. They got two quick ones. They tied the game up. Then it eventually goes to overtime. You take a penalty late in regulation, which puts you on the PK to start OT. And then you take another one in overtime. We mentioned Ati Sumel played so well. Unfortunately, he's the one who takes that second penalty. A little bit of a ticky-tack call, to be honest. But it ends up putting you behind the eight ball. It's almost a near impossibility for you to try to get through an overtime at that point uh, with the other team on a full two-minute power play. So eventually, Sheldon dries is the one who finds the back of the net, and that's the difference. But special teams, I mean, it has just been... um, Story of the season. It really has. I mean, you can look more at special teams than any other factor in the game that's been the result uh, for the Barracuda being on the losing end so many times this year. Um, They have lost the special teams battle a lot this year, and something that they haven't really had to deal with over the first four years with this team. They've been one of the best penalty-killing groups in the league. They've inched their way up a little bit. Now they're in the middle of the pack for a while. There at the bottom, but you know you're giving up more goals than anybody in the league, and you know you're just continually night in and night out losing that special teams battle, which in, in the end is the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, especially when you're playing
2: in like you said buildings like Colorado, where they're those fans. They are on it's a big building, but they're on top of you. That goal horn we were talking about that before we came on. New goal horn. That thing is loud. They got the cowbells. I mean that place is it is not easy to play in environments like that and that's not only is that's how it is in colorado but that's what it's like in san diego and that's what it can be like in ontario and tucson can get loud these buildings these teams who are ahead of us those aren't easy places to play bakersfield is a tough place to play so um you know just it you gotta limit the mistakes i think that's really the the biggest thing with these guys but you also look on the flip side it's a very young group and they're all still kind of learning you know new tendencies and and trying to break old habits break those junior habits the things that you get away with in juniors you're not going to get away with now um it's it, it is it is a learning curve you have to constantly remind yourself that this is a development league first and that's kind of the first and foremost thing you got to try to break those habits so that way they can go up and have success with the big club like we've seen with Alexander True and Max Atunov here over the last, uh, last couple yep, of weeks.
1: Yeah, and, and it's easy to lose sight of how young this team is. I mean, the youngest team in the league almost by a full year, so you're going to continually go back to that. I think that's a, a legitimate, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say excuse, but a legitimate thing on why the team is, you know, you'll have a game where you score nine goals, and then the next game you get shut out. I mean, the ebbs and flows in the season just come along with a really young group, um, and that's just what you're going to go through, some growing pains. Um, certainly the future is exciting for this team. You see, as you mentioned, Joe, last night, uh, Max Latunov and Alex Drew in the lineup for the third straight game. They were part of a couple big wins. Of course, Latunov scored his first NHL goal. Alexander True recorded his first NHL point with an assist. Um, so both playing really well you know, over their first three games and has added a little bit of a boost into the lineup um, Um, I think Eric Carlson was talking one game post uh, just about some of the youthfulness some of these guys can provide and and the type of hunger that they come in Mm -hmm. with, especially two guys that really cut their teeth in the American Hockey League, guys who weren't given a a look in the NHL right off the bat. For True, you know, he's just 22 years of age. He's almost played 200 games in the AHL. That's a big deal. So um, two guys who, you know, earned their shot and and are taking advantage of it, which is exciting for us because that's really what it's it's all about. Now on the flip side, you've got more opportunities in the AHL for guys to kind of fill those roles and, and bump up and slot up in the lineup. So um, opportunities be had, opportunities down this final two and a half months where guys can, you know, go into the offseason, you know, on the right foot going to the off season with a certain mentality to get better and and then come in next year off and running you know so um that's what the coaching staff has harped on there's still a lot to be accomplished over the next you know couple of months whether you get into the playoffs or not you know these guys have got to prove to the organization that they're part of the solution not the problem and that they can be uh, in the fold in the future so um you know, there's still a lot of games to be had. We're only to about uh, two-thirds of the way through. Um, but uh, you sh- got to start turning things around and start getting some positive things going because yeah. it's, it's now – seven in a row in which the group has lost 0-5 and 2 over the last seven and that's coming off as we talked about a little bit off air coming off a really good weekend in Iowa where you pick up three or four against the playoff team in the wild and then all of a sudden you come back home and and it just uh, has not uh, resulted in momentum being built so um, big two points on the line against the Stockton team that you're 0-8 against this year and maybe try to turn around that uh, that uh, battle in Northern California rivalry and maybe that turns your whole season around.
2: Yeah this upcoming slate's Not going to be easy I mean, you get Stockton and then on Sunday you have Bakersfield and then Monday you've got Tucson. So those are three teams all ahead of you all with a lot of talent and they're just, they're just not going to be easy games. The flip side of it, we keep talking about it, but I mean the potential with this Barracuda team is there. We've seen it. It flashes, you know, every once in a while. And so it, you know, just about putting it together. and, And for some of these guys who aren't in the lineup every night is taking advantages of those opportunities. You've got guys like Tristan Lang and Artem Ivan Yushankov, guys who have been called up to kind of fill the roles for a Max Latunov and Alexander True who got called up to the NHL to now come in here on the AHL side of it and, and have an impact. So you're hoping to see those guys develop a little bit more and, and kind of plug along here. I think at uh, least watching Truzy and, and Latunov play with the Sharks has been sh- very exciting I mean it's, that's like you said. that's what these guys work for and it's it's always exciting to see those guys get that call it's like watching I, mean, I don't have kids but it's like watching your kids you know uh it, it everybody says it, it, it's 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 a proud moment to see those guys get their opportunity and I know Truzy last night uh, against Calgary's on the third line playing third line center and he ended up getting a decent amount of ice time I don't know I don't think Max got a ton of ice time on the fourth line but um it just kind of the ebbs and flows of that game and how it went but It'll be interesting to see how things continue to shake out up there. You never know with the trade deadline coming up and guys like Shellman, they're going to get healthy again, so somebody's going to be the odd man out, but opportunities could come out of thin air. It's This is always a strange time of year because you never know who's a buyer, who's a seller, who could potentially get moved, who could stick around. So, um It'll it'll be interesting to see because the sharks are they really like, they're they're at the bottom but they're really not out of it no you know they go on a little run they get right in the mix of things so tough tough spot to be in for Doug Wilson to decide you know is this something we want to push for is it something we want to hold back on. Uh, I, Kind of wait and see game, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and to go quickly back on the Barracuda and, and the type of potential this team has. I mean, we've talked about it throughout the year, and it's been a it, there's been a sense of disappointment in the fact that you know we've talked about it and we thought things were going to kind of shake out eventually, right? And, and now you're two thirds of the way through the year, and it just hasn't really come to be. But as you look at the stats with this group, you know, they've been in the top 10 throughout the year in goals per game. But the problem is on the flip side, for a good majority of the season, they've been 31st out of 31 teams in goals against. Yet when you look at their shots against per game, they're in the top 10. So they're not giving up a ton of shots, yet they're giving up a lot of goals. So you just tighten up a little bit defensively. You get maybe a save here, a save there. You get a goaltender, maybe he starts to gain some confidence. A guy like Joseph Kornosh or even a Zach Sauchek, we saw him go on a little stretch. Mm-hmm. But if cones can get on a, on a roll, and start to build the confidence that he had a year ago then all of a sudden you're getting that clutch goaltending that you've been looking for and you've got the offensive firepower firepower to put uh, put together some wins and then you look at special teams you know this penalty kill has been one of the best in the league over the last four years it has not been the case this year they've inched their way back into the into the middle of the pack but they're at the bottom of the league for a good majority you're giving up a couple power play goals against and you're you know taking uh, a lot of penalties you're going to be in a lot of trouble so there's just certain things that if you kind of tighten up and, and things start to bounce in your favor and you start getting get a little bit of lady luck on your side, then that can be the difference between a team who's in the playoffs and a team who's, you know, right now quite a bit out of it. So um, still an encouraging group. I mean, you, you still are excited about what this team can do. And you're just, starting to see When things, will it come together is yeah. the question. Some, I start
2: asking when. Some guys, you're starting to see things come together too. I mean, Ivan Djokovic has started to look a lot better over the you know recent couple of weeks than he did early on in the season. I know that was a big... Uh, I mean, it's 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 been a, a bit of a disappointment because every time he's come here following his junior season, he's been fantastic. And so he's a guy who you expected to come in this year and be one of those, someone who's expected to be up in the top echelon of this team when it comes to scoring and, and producing. And that just hasn't been the case for whatever reason. Um, but he's slowly starting to find that game again. Uh, so he's someone who, uh, who knows, maybe it's just a... Late season, March February, March April, kind of turnaround for him normally. But um, if, if he can start to figure it out, and like you said, it you get a hot goaltender here and there.
1: It's very. It can be very easy to go on a run. Yeah, and, and it's it's encouraging to see Checo start to maybe find his game. Um, the, the other night when he had a goal and an assist, I mean, he was the best player on the ice, and yeah. he, there was just no question about it. He had three or four really good opportunities. had a had a breakaway as well. Um, so yeah, a guy that uh, the expectations were really high for this year hasn't all come together for him. But there's an adjustment to the pro game, and I think you know when you come in in the fashion that he did over the last two years, the expectations are that this guy's going to jump in and be a major contributor and, and almost. Be be dominant like he's been um, at this level. It just hasn't worked out that way. And again, a young player, um, just 21 years of age, just mm. turned 21. Yeah. So lots still of time to come into his own. Lots of time um, for a guy who was picked later in the draft. So um, we got to our second part of our Trevor Carrick sit-down. We, we spoke with uh, Trevster a couple weeks ago um, prior to the All-Star game. We played the first half uh, last week during our podcast. So um, without uh, further ado, we'll uh, throw to the second half of our sit-down conversation with Barracuda defenseman Trevor Carrick. <laughs> So. Did somebody shoot the pig or do you guys get it? No, uh,
0: we uh, uh no that camp. was
1: just from the butcher. <laughs>
0: he he brought
1: it out and smoked it. And. So so I gotta ask, I mean you're a Canadian kid, you yeah. play junior in Canada and then you go and play your first five years or so in north carolina mm. what was that like living in the south is there anything that you picked up did you own a pair of cowboy boots i know it's not quite like you know texas but um did you yeah. pick up anything uh, from the southern lifestyle that you carried carried along here yeah i, I had a uh, I had a cow
0: cowboy boots <laughs> uh, yeah my mom's like got no horses brainer. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh no it's kind of like here. It's obviously a bit of an adjustment coming out here the lifestyle is different um but i loved it the food there is awesome um the people are super nice there and Kind of, kind of felt like home a little bit, just the kind of the lifestyle. So it was a pretty
1: easy adjustment for me. Was there any go to barbecue place that you guys went? Yeah, I was gonna say
0: like if you're if
2: we were there last summer for AHL yeah. meetings and we I forget the name of the barbecue spot that we hit. There's a few there that are really like, that are really good. If people are going out to Charlotte, you know what's uh, what are Trevor Carrick's recommendations on places they have to hit, whether it's barbecue or just food in general.
0: you know what if you go to any of those barbecue places down there they do a a really good job you'll you're you're getting your plate of your brisket or smoked chicken or whatever and it's you can't really go wrong there so i think the southern barbecue is the best for sure um i think the food scene there was great like there are so many places that me and uh me and the guys love to go to it's nothing really uh jumping out at me, but you can't go wrong there. The food there is well, great. Guys Biscuit the it? chicken and chicken and waffles chicken actually. love the chicken and waffles. <laughs> I actually never really got into that. Um it wasn't for me, but some people love it.
1: Yeah, I went out. I lived out there for a summer, in that in Charlotte, actually, yeah. just outside. So, I got I picked up on a few, but I don't know. That's not the most uh, yeah athletic uh, meal. I guess, no, you no. Know? Maybe it's when comforting. you're hung over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it is for sure. Dude. Yeah. So you guys played in the Bojangles Arena. Yeah. Um. You also played. Did you play when they were where the Hornets were at as well downtown?
0: So my first year, we played where the Hornets were. Um, at, out of the. Uh, I think it was a Time Warner Cable Arena back then. Um. But that didn't last very long. Uh, the fans, they weren't coming out really. And I don't think the, the the checkers and the Hornets were getting along. So we moved out to that Bojangles Coliseum. They put, I think, 10, 10 or something million dollars into it. And it's really, really cool. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's like that's got a lot of history to it. I think it was one of the first dome structures ever built or Isn't something like a tin
2: like. roof or something like that it, it, it's it's like yeah
0: but they put they put like a bunch of money into it and um it was like our own facility we had our own dressing room in there we practiced there and uh you know had it like i said had a lot of history and um you know the, the fans love coming out to it and it just kind of took off from there and uh, i think for the check like our team we we loved it a lot too so it was a great, uh, great switch.
1: I remember living out there. I mean, there weren't a ton of options in terms of rinks that you could play at, mm-hmm. but what was it like? I mean, you've got the NHL team in Raleigh, which is a real untraditional market, a couple hours away, and then Charlotte, which is really a major sports market. You've got an NFL team there, you've got an yeah. NBA team, but then you've got the American League team. What was the fan base like there, and how did, you know, over your time, did you feel like the game kind of continued to expand?
0: Yeah. Um, like you said, with the Panthers there and the Hornets, we kind of we were under the radar a little bit. Hockey wasn't huge there. And with, you know, the Hurricanes only being a couple hours away, they most people would drive out there. But after they built that arena and we started playing well and obviously winning helped too, um, the fans were great there. They were they were dedicated. And uh, I think the five, five years that I was there it just grew and grew and grew. And that was cool to see. So I think, you know, and I don't know if you guys pay attention to the Hurricanes, but they're doing great. They weren't, the fans... Ever since they won the Stanley Cup, they kind of died down. But they're back up there now. I don't know if it's due because they're winning or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, it's great. They're a great fan base, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did you
1: get a chance to participate in a storm church?
0: I, I didn't. No, did you? <laughs> no. Did you want to? Thank you. God. Did no, you guys I didn't. Was that your thing?
1: Did no, you guys I, talk about it down there. Like, did, what are they going to do next?
0: Yeah, it, it was weird. Like for us, well, we were like, this camp. Be real, like what's going <laughs> on. But uh, talking to the guys up there, they loved it. The fans loved it. So you know why not? It was bringing them out. It was working. So um, a lot of them were kind of cringe, cringeworthy for us. Yeah. But uh, which one
2: was your, which one was your favorite, and which one was your least favorite? So
0: I, I, I just saw one recently that was, I was tough to watch. Was uh, that they started Dodge playing dodgeball? Ball? Yeah, yeah dodgeball. That, I, that one was. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah,
0: but there's one that I liked. I think, uh, I think it was last year they. I think they were sitting in the bench, and uh, they put on uh, that duck hunting video game, yeah. and yeah, they started yeah. throwing gloves and stuff, and they started duck hunting. So I thought that was pretty. That cool. was kind of
1: up your alley. yeah, you know, exactly. That you like to hunt and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned being an outdoors guy. You know, what does your summers look like? You go back home, and you guys live all close together. Um, you know, what are your favorite things to do back home uh, when you when you get a chance to do so?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map. I. I Obviously, I uh, go to the gym in the morning and um, spend a lot of time on the golf course after that. But you know, weekends, um, like I mentioned earlier, we had a cottage um, that me and my brothers go to up uh, go to all the time, almost every other weekend or something like that. And you know, that's where we do a lot of fishing and uh, you know, hanging out up there. So, you know, fishing and fishing and golfing are the two main things. It's not bad. Yeah,
1: it's not, have you have you thought about trying to fish here? I know you know there's some. Uh, yeah, I've looked into it. Yeah,
0: but. Uh, kind of struggled i don't know if it's you're better your off time. going to the the coast for that or and yeah time and stuff like that and time of the year so yeah. um i think i'll eventually look into it a little more but yeah you gotta that, I'll just try to feel fishermen. out the city yeah yeah you gotta go. hear it's good though there's big time yeah ocean yeah, fishing. yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's not something i've really gotten into the ocean fishing it's yeah. more lake stuff so yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean it's kind of expand d- it. I mean, it's a little yeah. bit but imagine it's a little bit uh, unnerving to, to hit the yeah. ocean when you don't have a ton, but it's, it's not so that big, bad. Yeah. They keep you in the bay and you'll be fine. But yeah, there's lots of there's lots of fishing. Uh, if you ever get a little break, yeah, you know, I want to get into hot. the
0: surfing actually.
1: Now that yeah. I'm yeah. out there, yeah. I, and I heard you're the yeah. guy. <laughs> you <laughs>
0: take a few guys out and have it. Resident yeah. expert. Yeah. We, well, I need I, to get out there.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll go again. We just had. I think it was Truzy was asking me for. I mean, for like a year and a half. Oh um, really? Manny, I think so. Up, getting like four guys and they had a blast. So yeah, my you know brother is doing it, it,
0: it in San Diego. He said he's, he loves it. Oh yeah. man, it,
1: it's so nice down yeah. there because the water temperature is probably like at least a little 10 warmer degrees. Warmer, oh really? So summertime, you don't even need a wetsuit. Here, oh, you no. pretty much you need a wetsuit all year long, but okay, you still get the you, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, you still get yeah, out there. Yeah, it's still. I just actually went the other day and oh my god, it's cold right now. Yeah, is it's it so cold? Miserable, really? Miserably cold, but you, you once you get going, you catch a couple waves, you yeah. warm up. And it's, Did the boys, were they fun. able to stand up? They were able to stand up because you get bigger boards. It allows you to paddle them faster and they're more surface area. You can stand up. Man, you should have seen some of the smiles on their faces. I think Jersey's like... Uh, I but bet they I, had the yeah, biggest smile ever, yeah. Like, I mean, you're used to growing up in an area where it's snowing and it's cold, and yeah. they're like, we're outside in the ocean, and yeah. it's, it, I think at the time it was like November or something. Really, and yeah. Like, this is incredible. Like, <laughs> man, they were what like, a spot. That's, that's yeah. un,
2: unheard of when yeah. you're from, yeah. like, yeah. a yeah. spot like camp. It, it remember, was cool just northeast. to see how stoked they were. Oh,
1: across. yeah, in November especially. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no, I knew it was back like homes. perfect I think we stayed out there all the way until know dust. So that's awesome. You know, it was. It was. I'm coming fun. next. Yeah well, yeah, we'll get a crew. Well, now that we, I feel like now that we figured out, because I didn't really know where to start either. Yeah, it's like I don't. I mean, I know some spots we can rent, but I'm not really sure. I haven't taken anybody out. So once now that we know. You yeah. know, you should definitely I wanna get, get a crow,
2: strap a GoPro to somebody's. Start yeah, yeah, all that, yeah,
1: get some content.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, not mine though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: got the flow, you know. Yeah, I a, would look uh, at that's California it's half the battle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the hockey, battle. hockey and surfing, you know, they're like <laughs> distant cousins, I feel like, with the hair and but I could see the it. lifestyle yeah. and the guys. Right. It's like, it's not that much different, but um, I don't know, Joe, you got anything else?
2: Yeah, I mean, I what kind of, I mean, have you had a chance, obviously being this, being your first year out here in California, have you had a chance to really explore the area outside of San Jose, go up to the city or go down to Santa Cruz?
0: Yeah, so not much, to be honest. I've made it out to San Fran a couple of times. I went to Santa Santa Cruz. I went there the one day. Um, I did... uh, what's the uh what's the prison up in San Fran there Alcatraz I did Alcatraz. the Alcatraz tour with What'd my parents that? that was sweet yeah yeah I love that did you go on it I went to the island? we went what? right on it did well. the uh did the full tour there that was really cool but um no that's something I kind of want to I look forward to doing a little more exploring I know like in a two-hour radius there's lots of things to do and check out so um I, I like going up to the city it's a cool spot but yeah can't that. and then santa cruz is what only an hour away not even
1: yeah not even
0: so 40 minutes yeah, that's, yeah. that'll be nice as the weather heats
1: and tough, up a little though, bit as the season progresses for you guys to get much time away I yeah mean, i'm sure when you have days off you just kind of want to lay low
0: yeah um, yeah and at the start of the year i was kind of just feeling out the area around yeah. here and yeah. um
1: yeah how's uh the girlfriend like in california loves it yeah yeah Yeah, it's like hey honey i got traded and she's probably like where i (laughs) know yeah go to california could be a lot well we've
0: lucked out charlotte was a great place too and then obviously coming here um you know there's some places that you know aren't so pretty (laughs) as you know so uh we've had it pretty good yeah yeah
1: not not a bad lifestyle here
0: no no you got a
2: uh earlier this year you got a nice piece of hardware nice piece of jewelry Yeah. yeah what uh Where do you keep, do you keep the ring, like in a lockbox? Do you have it somewhere at your out for special occasions? What's, what's the plan for that? So yeah, you guys presented
0: me with that puppy, uh, and, uh, as of now, I just kind of got it in my apartment. It came in a nice box and I just have it kind of just on the, uh, on the TV stand for, you know, anybody that comes over, they'll have a nice, nice look at it. But, uh, no, I think eventually maybe put her, put her somewhere special when I get home, but. But right now, I just kind of have it laying.
2: Conversation starter. Oh, yes? Yeah. No big deal. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I have it right at the front door yeah. for anyone. Yeah, exactly. It's glowing <laughs> it's on, like, a stand. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: they asked, I think it was Joe Burrow during the national championship game for college football, they asked um, what size ring. He said, we got sized before. Did you guys get sized before? Like, once you guys started, you know, creeping towards a championship, when did they size or was that an off-season thing? And no,
0: that was that was an off-season thing, I think, after after we won. I think I just got an email A random email Midsummer Saying mm. hey What's your uh, What's your ring size We're getting these things done So I don't think that was Something predetermined
2: Any uh, Any good stories From the The celebrations That you can share
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not To That's be honest <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> It was uh, You know It's a long year And I think it I think it was June by the end of it yeah. So um, Yeah At the same time You're happy It's kind of all done with And um the guys the guys really enjoy it so
2: you guys have some time though i know usually you know the season ends obviously we've never gone as far as the the caller cup but usually in the american hockey even the nhl season ends everybody gets out of dodge pretty quick you yeah. guys win you have some stay we stay a couple extra days yeah drag it out yeah
0: a bit. no we uh we we hung around and uh, we had a little not a parade but uh at the at the coliseum there we had uh you know they had a stage and you know the fans could come out and Um, so we got to enjoy it with them and um, yeah we definitely we we uh, I think we brought the cup to just about every every bar in Charlotte so that was kind of (laughs) cool we had our local spots and we took it to there and uh, you know enjoyed it with them and stuff so um, yeah we we, I think we hung around there for about some of us like two weeks after and uh, just kind of soaked it in really enjoyed it so
1: I know when you have these long runs it's off season. It just is, you know. Yeah. It's cut in half almost. Yeah. um and you got traded, you know, and I think it was in August. Uh, so, what was it like in the off season? I mean, it was obviously short, but what was that whole world one of once you got traded? How was that process? Yeah. You know, did you, who, who gave you the call and how do you find out?
0: Um. Yeah. It's a it's a short summer, like you said. It it happens quick, but you know it's obviously worth it. And um, I I, I had an idea that I that I think I was probably going to get moved and um. I was kind of just waiting, you know, a uh, few weeks for that phone call. I wasn't sure where, who, or what was going on, but um, I think I was just leaving the gym, or you know, I was just leaving the gym, and I had a text from my agent saying, "Hey, give me a call." And uh, he gave me the news that it was traded to San Jose, and uh, I think Joe will ended up giving me a call after that and uh, talked to them. So I think that was kind of closer to the end of the summer too so it was it was it was a bit uh stressful because i knew it was gonna happen but uh just not knowing where you're gonna end up or
2: it throws off your routine too if you're trying to train for the upcoming season exactly having to move to a whole new place i can get in the way of things
0: yeah it's it was stressful but um yeah i didn't have a lot of time to to think about it because it was just such a short summer and uh happened quick and you know i couldn't be happier ending up here so
1: yeah worked out and uh, yeah, starting to put up some points too. I mean, yeah, in yeah, the last couple of weeks, if you've been you've been able to put a nice little stretch together. Yeah, I'm sure. That all is connected to just getting more comfortable.
0: I, I think so. Yeah, I don't think I really changed changed a whole lot. Just kind of play the same way, and you know, throw pucks at the net, and they just kind of been happened to get those lucky balances as of lately. So.
1: My last question is for you. Um, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think your brother had a hat trick against us already this year. But you had the hat yeah, trick, I did. and I know it's yeah. you're probably Like goodness, man, yeah. killing me. But uh, did did he text you after, or did he say anything after you scored the hat trick? I mean, you play on the blue line; he's a forward who's going to get a lot of touches. You know what?
0: I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I did. Up. Yeah, <laughs> that was brutal because. When we were in San Diego and he got the hat trick, I had to go for dinner with because my parents were in town and we had some people there and then I had to go for dinner with them after and it was like, Just rubbing that it was in. the worst <laughs> dinner ever, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think he texted me now that I think about it. now. Wow gutty yeah, he, yeah. Wow, it sounds like he owes he you should, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, i know eh? <laughs> yeah it's a stop. Yeah. that's yeah he did he definitely didn't no, think he, he will go a little harder in he may have maybe i he don't know.
1: give him the benefit of the doubt he may have been up in the nhl i think and i
0: think you i think he was yeah but it's a uh, easier to keep so he can still
2: so, so he big-timed you yeah so he can <laughs> definitely th- yeah.
1: <laughs> it <Changing> on it <you. laughs> yeah he's a different guy uh, <laughs> and, uh Cool, man. Do you, you got anything else? No. I, All right, That's man. it. Well, Sweet, uh, yeah. We can't thank you. First podcast. First yeah. podcast. Put it in the books. Yeah. Um, we'll get you a ring. We'll put the ring right next to the Calder Cup, you know. Or, yeah, that first great. podcast ring or something. Get a good pick. I'll get you that, is that picture of Yeah, like the a, straight uh, hair. hair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to need that. Yes, yeah. we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll, upon approval, if we, if we get it, we'll, uh, we'll share it, but... Don't worry about. It. We got. Yeah, I don't it ourselves know. About, yeah, let's just show you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again. We appreciate it, and uh, best of luck as we continue along.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can get things going yeah. here and head in the right direction. So cool. Sounds
1: good. Thanks, is, thanks. Man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you to Trevor again for coming on the Cuda Confidential podcast. We joked about it last week. Uh, just. Uh, one of the most enthusiastic guys to get on the podcast. Excited. So that makes it fun for us, for a guy to be pretty um, pretty stoked about getting on. And, uh, you know, uh, a very, uh, I thought, insightful uh, response. He's a fun guy, you know, a guy who uh, has, uh, you know, grew up playing the game. Had a brother who plays, obviously, in the American League. who's a very good player. Um, just uh, fun to kind of find out a little bit about his backstory and, and the experience last year winning a Calder Cup. And, um you know, I think a lot of guys is, you know, he's in year five, I believe. Uh, I think a lot of guys would take uh, mm-hmm. the career that he's been able to put together so far. And this year, it was a slow start for him being up and down. I think he had a whole month where he didn't play a single game, being up with the Sharks and then coming down. Um, but uh, he has found his groove from an offensive standpoint and has uh, become a, a big contributor on this team.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I when we have these conversations with the guys, I just kind of like talking more about the the away from the rink kind of stuff and and he's just so personable and easy to to chat with about literally anything so um it was cool to hear you know the kind of stuff he's doing away from the rink what kind of what makes him tick him uh, coming from that small town in Canada where him his parents his brothers like they all have houses on the same like block basically they all live close to each other i think that's really cool um but yeah i i he's he's a big piece for this Barracuda team—I mean, we got a very young defensive group—and him, Jake Middleton, D. Simone are kind of the veterans among the group. Uh, really, Trevor is really the, the veteran among the group, having played pro longer than any of those guys. Um, good piece to have. I'm glad he's he's under contract for another year, so he's a guy who's you know should be here next year uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances. But um, good guy in the room, kind of keeps everybody light. Um, did just find out the other day that there's a a, a baseball stadium next door. So um, that that was a fun conversation to have as we were talking about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, Trevor, he's a good guy. And uh, I'm excited to see him continue to progress here and, you know, likely get some more time in the big club.
1: Well, really get uh, familiar with the baseball team being next door because we have our Chiro night coming up uh, as the season that's where that's along, where the conversation started so that's where it started okay yeah. that makes sense um speaker promotional nights we've got one coming up on monday um president's day it's yep. a holiday so it's a double header um the sharks have the first game of the two so we'll get the second one they play florida on monday um and then we'll play the second game uh, against tucson so uh if you want to fill folks in on uh, what's going down and what they're going to receive upon entry
2: yeah i mean it's the it's pretty much just a bobblehead giveaway. There's really nothing else to it. Um, but it's the final part, so part three of the fifth anniversary collector set series that we've got going on. Um, you've already gotten the Timo Meyer Arendell piece, you've gotten the McCarthy Middleton piece. This piece is Tim Heed, Kevin LeBank, and it's actually the middle piece of the set. So if you've got the first two parts, You're going to want the middle one because they're like a puzzle piece and they all fit together. And if you don't have that middle piece, there's just an awkward-looking square in the middle of your bobbleheads. But you're going to want all three of them. Uh, First 4,000 fans will get that. Doors open at 5 o'clock, so long as the building can get uh, flipped around in time after the Sharks game that afternoon. But uh, we've been pretty good with that, so I I don't expect there to be any issues there. Lines are going to be long, so get there early, get your, get your spot in line and come on in and enjoy the game and watch us beat Tucson.
1: Yep, again, that's Monday, February 17th. It's a 6 o'clock puck drop, and the first 4,000 fans will receive the three, the third of the three-part uh, series. Tim Heat and Kevin Bank again, honoring our fifth anniversary team. Um, it's been a lot of fun kind of bringing up some uh, memories over the first five years of the team, and there's been a lot of good players who have come and gone, and players who are up uh, top with the big clubs. So, so yeah, it should be a lot of fun on Monday. So do you got anything else, Joe, before we start? Uh,
2: I mean, we want to bounce around the league real quick. There's been some, some news that's kind of affected really what i would expect to be the pacific division uh before we dive into that i know there was a uh an nhl trade that's going to affect the pacific quite a bit where uh the kings moved uh jack campbell to toronto which opened up a vacant spot so cal peterson has moved up to the kings side of things on the nhl with the nhl club which is I think great for us because we don't have to continue playing him because there are times where he is lights out um, and he can be tough to solve. So I'm, I'm glad uh, we won't have to see him uh, anymore. That's nice. But I think the biggest the biggest news was the, the news that the Las Vegas Knights or the Vegas Golden Knights have purchased the San Antonio Rampage from the Spurs organization. So um, I would expect, I don't know anything for sure, but I, I would expect that this team in Vegas that's going to start playing next year is going to be part of our division no
1: yeah I mean you would assume so it would be uh, shocking if they weren't um and yeah it's a nice addition to uh the Pacific as it just continues to uh balloon As of course when we first started Tucson wasn't part of it they've added Tucson we're going to get Palm Springs in a Mm -hmm. couple years um Colorado came two years ago so it's just getting bigger and bigger I know Vegas had an opportunity at least the rumors were that they had a chance to buy a franchise um, you know within the last year they elected to stick with their current affiliate in Chicago and then changed their mind so yeah
2: and we uh, heard the rumors at All-Star Weekend that's when it kind of started circulating with some of the the reporters and writers who were there and then within two weeks here we are with an an official deal in place Uh, it sounds like they're going to play in Henderson and then eventually move into vegas or something along those lines uh pretty cool i know somebody floated the idea around of calling them the silver knights and then like as they get called up they become the golden knights which i thought is really gimmicky and silly but hey Whatever I'll works. Think it's terrible. Whatever I, I works.
1: That, yeah, I mentioned that during the broadcast too. That that was a rumor, but um, yeah, Henderson, I believe, is just a suburb of uh, of Vegas, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so they won't be playing directly on the strip. I know they've had a coast team in the EC, or in the ECHL. They had a team in Vegas um, where they they played right on the strip. Yeah. Uh, one of the casinos had an arena. I don't know if they're uh, going to do that, but uh, yeah, it's going to be. What's pretty wild about the whole situation is the fact that yeah, we did hear rumors during the All Star weekend that uh, there was potential that that could happen. I think we all assumed they would join the league in two years. Yeah, um, it just
2: came together so quick. Yeah, so fast. And, and I mean, I don't know the list. Aside from Chicago, I don't know the list of teams that are, like, independently owned. Um, I was a little surprised to see it be uh, the Rampage, because I know that they do really well. They've got a solid fan base there, and I, I know that the Spurs like having them as part of that uh, organization. But um, you certainly feel for, for that fan base a bit. I mean, I know what that's like, having your team kind of, picked up and relocated on you having been in worcester and, and seeing how that impacted fans when they moved the team out here uh, so it's definitely tough but all things aside i think it was a it's a business decision i think that's what the spurs wanted to do and it's going to work out great for vegas obviously being right next door like we are here uh, in san jose and we know that the dividends that that pays uh with the hockey offside.
1: Yeah, it's pretty incredible how fast it came together. All of a sudden the news broke and they were going to be playing next year. So um, pretty incredible stuff. Um, it'll be interesting on how things shake out. But if you look at the just the, the map of now the American Hockey League that came out west five years ago, it's incredible the towns that now there's going to be pro hockey teams. I and mean, we mm-hmm. already touched uh, touched on the teams that will be in Southern California. You've already got the Ontarios and the San Diego. Palm Springs will come in. You've got Tucson. So it's just more warm weather cities. It's just only going to grow the game the game to, to kids maybe who wouldn't uh, otherwise get to see pro hockey and now it's going to be in their backyard so um, it's nothing but a positive thing and it's exciting that uh, you know for Vegas and, and of course the, the Golden Knights being a rival of the Sharks um, there's a lot of disdain there but at the same time I mean this has become an, an excellent hockey market and the fact that they're uh, thinking they can um, support two pro teams is a, is a kind of a sign on how the the city has supported that group Mm -hmm. so um it'll be nice i mean i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be fun to go out to vegas a couple times a year and uh, see a different town and and a different city that we can we can now call another rival in the division so um you know we only played one time outside of the division this year so if anything it's gonna at least diversify the the roster or the schedule a little bit next year
2: which i would expect to change regardless I, i think we're gonna see more teams from the central coming out here next year um, I don't expect us to have the same layout this year where you know 64 of our 68 games are against our division I, I, I'd be shocked if we see that same setup um, but yeah it'll be nice it's it's always nice to see new new teams in the league period but to to know in the next two years you're going to have two new teams within your, your own division uh, that's really exciting and especially for just the league in general to be able to expand west the way that they are um and it, it shows that it worked i know dave was talking about it in his state of the league address how successful ontario and san diego have been in in that relocation so uh, it'll be cool to see a couple other teams into the fold
1: yeah definitely and, uh, again it'll be another nice t- town to go visit and um you know, still a couple of months to go in this season, so we won't look too far ahead. But once we get to the offseason, certainly uh, we'll see when we, we've got Vegas on the schedule and see, uh, you know, what they end up calling that team. So yeah. Silver Knights is, uh, has been floated out there, but we'll see uh, what they eventually do call them. But uh, anything else, Joe, before we sign off here?
2: Uh, not really. I had a, quick a panic leg. moment. I looked over. We're watching practice right now, and I just out of the corner of my eye I saw gloves and sticks and jerseys out on the ice. I was like, I thought there was a fight. No, they're <laughs> just they're just changing out jerseys to work on power play and penalty kill. All <laughs> so. is
1: good in good Country. Um, all right, for Joey Goldstein, I'm Nick Nolenberger. Thanks to everybody for listening. Again, a reminder of radio broadcast coverage kicking off at six forty-five for our pregame show against the Stockton Heat on Wednesday night from the SAP Center. But for now, we'll say so long. Have a great rest of your uh, Tuesday, and we'll talk to you all soon. Go Kuda. Go Kuda.